Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and this is on MTR Podcast. My next guest is the founder of White Coffee Creative, whose work is with a community-focused and adventurous small businesses and nonprofits to create big, colorful, and long-lasting murals with sustainability in mind. Please welcome Jess Langley. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Rob. I'm really excited to be here. I am excited to have you here. Um, lettering is great. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, but for the fine folks who are undipped, uninitiated, give us those vital details, those vital stats. Um, describe your work and how you kind of got into this sort of work. Yeah. Uh, wow. What a question. Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, so I went to Towson University, which I'm sure a lot of you all are familiar with, uh, in for graphic design. Um, and that really kind of spurred, uh, a passion for all things design. I got a job at whole foods market in college as a store artist, which is actually like one of my most proudest moments. Um, it was just such a fun title and such a fun time in my life. Uh, and I really learned lettering there as well. And this idea of not just designing things on a computer. And I feel like that has really led into my love of murals as well. Uh, and after getting laid off at a design agency in town, I, I, realized that I didn't want to go back to work anymore. And I wanted to work for myself. Uh, and I have a great partner who was able to like, kind of help me through that time. And, um, I just started painting and, and getting out there. And I, I painted for uh, a local brewery, uh, Monument City Brewing, uh, the, their sign. And from there, it really kind of snowballed. And I think when people think of me, they probably think I'm just a muralist and a lettering artist, and they don't even realize that I do graphic design too. Uh, but it's because that's not what the people want on Instagram. You know, they want to see those pretty colorful murals. So it took me probably about two or three years to really own that color was a part of my kind of, I mean, literally my identity, but also my style. Sure. Uh, and since then it's kind of exploded. I love to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> so but let's, so why, why, why lettering? Like give, give me, yeah. give me that. Like, why is that like something of interest for you? Um, I mean, I've answered the question like for, for this, like why podcast? And it's like, cause I never know how to shut up. Um, I'm sure <laughs> yours is different, but me, I never know how to shut up. So I'll stop and, and shut up right now and let you take the floor. Not really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I, well, so lettering for me is really closely tied to typography and typography is one of the basis basis is of, I, I feel like I'm saying that word wrong, uh, but like the most integral parts of graphic design. Mm -hmm. And so being able to transform letters and, and use these words and these phrases and these messages to either showcase a brand or a business and bring more, uh, customers their way or to, um, you know, have a positive message on the side of the building or like a fun one too. Yeah. Uh, I think that's why I started to fall in love with the idea of murals and making this a ginormous um, piece of design. And it's mm -hmm. funny too, that you even uh, mentioned lettering, cause it's something that I have been um, reconsidering 
in a sense, right? Like we get, like, that was such a part of who I was for so long. And then I realized, and again, you probably don't feel like this because you're a great podcast person, but it's, it was like that, almost like that imposter syndrome where I was like, am I really that good at lettering? When I see all these other people who, I mean, like I now at this point do all of my work, uh, digitally, and Mm -hmm. then I transfer it to a wall. So I'm never using, um, like a very traditional method is to use like, um, tracing paper and do it over and over and over and over again. And I was like, I've just always gone to the computer first. Like even when I was doing, um, even when I do design work or branding, I usually go to the computer first and I work out my ideas there, which really says like the generation I'm from, right. Like the generation (laughs) that we're a part of. Um, but so I do, like, I do consider what I do lettering, but I also at the same time don't. So I love that you kind of, that that's how you see it. Because I think that that is a really, uh, it's like an easy way to identify it and a way for people to be like, Oh, that's what you do. And they instantly can look like, think about what that is in in their head. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's really more about how lettering is words and words leave that lasting impact. So combining it with some type of visual and color, it just makes it more memorable. Legitimate. That's that's super legit. Um, I, I think sometimes having, maybe that discourse or that feedback in kind of an open way, not in a critical way, but in an open way where for the longest time I would have trouble trying to explain, like I talked to interesting people in Baltimore and I remember speaking with someone who was in radio and just had a different vantage point, but does something kind of similar. It was like, you're aiding folks in telling stories. You're kind of a storyteller. And I was like, that is what I am. So, you know, having, having that resonate with them and kind of cycle back to me, it's like, oh yeah, that that's legit. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like the way you just described that too. (laughs) So typography, vintage engraving, minimalist design and and icon. So like, is, is it the simplicity that really resonates with you? Is it the, the boldness? Like what about it? Because they're, when I, I immediately think of branding, my background was in marketing before I got into podcasting and, uh, I, I just think you, you see something emboldened like the I'm looking at I have all of my small tchotchkes and merch in this uh, old um, toolbox and it has a sticker on there from Vupreme. So it's from like the, the Vue skate, view skateboards or have you. But it looks like Supreme, obviously. So the Supreme thing is what resonates. And from this vantage point, I can only see the P to the rest of the word. And that really pops out is really iconic. and It really resonates to the, to the point that someone kind of aped it and copied it. What about like those styles of those visual styles really resonate with you? Is it that, that boldness? Is it that simplicity? Yeah, uh, for sure. I definitely feel like modern is probably the best way to describe my style. If you were just to have to sum it up in one word. Um, but I also have that branding background. So I feel like the consistency of like lettering styles, like I think some people who, our lettering artists like to play with a variety of different styles and different looks, just like other artists, right? There are illustrators out there that have one unique style and then some that do 10 different styles. So I feel like, uh, you know, the, the thing that I am really drawn to is the stuff that feels modern, but it also feels, um, like it doesn't feel too masculine or too feminine a lot either. It kind of balances that line of, uh, you know, just, just, being something that's approachable. Yeah. And, and two, I think something in my line of work, um, and I, 
I think, you know, I'm also a coach. And so I talk a lot about like mindset and pricing and such, um, as a coach and something that I've really dove into is this idea of perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And a lot of pixel perfect people are naturally gravitating towards the design industry and similar industries. And it's because it literally, we talk about things being quote, pixel perfect. Like obviously that's going to naturally attract those people. But I find that murals and lettering, I tend to like them more when they are not perfect and when they look hand done. So as much as I love typography and I definitely use that a lot, I think there's such a beauty about lettering and murals because it is, you can tell a human made it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and it's, I think a lot of times it's designed to be out there in the street with any elements or have you. So it's just like, Oh, well that's on a brick. So <laughs> it's not going to be even all the time. And it's, it's, it's going to lose o- over time. It's going to, I think, gain character, but maybe lose what it looked like when it was in, doing initial creation. Mm-hmm. That's such a good point too. Cause I, I know a lot of muralists who love to paint on surfaces that are super smooth, like drywall. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I actually, I love brick. Like one of my friends calls me the brick queen because (laughs) she's like, you like are so good at painting on brick. And I think it's just because I've known it, I've used it a lot. And I love that it doesn't have to be perfect. Like you see mistakes so much more on drywall than you see on brick. That's yeah. That, that's true. It's almost like <laughs> one of those things where it's like, look, you have it easy with this. <laughs> so right. be pixel perfect as it were. <laughs> yeah. So which local businesses stick out because of their branding, namely their, their lettering, namely their visual um, component. And what really like pops for you? Is it the color? Is it the, 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 the type of font they use? Maybe the layout, what, what really works for you in terms of some of the local brands? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm going to name three that I'm thinking of right now. Uh, Zeke's because I was there (laughs) just today, (laughs) Um, but I love the simplicity of like their black and white design and they have um, a crab coffee bean, a crab bean. Is it right? Is there their thing? Uh, One, obviously I love coffee, (laughs) hence the name. Um, But Also, I just think that it's like a really simple, bold design. And I love that they incorporate hand painting into their store designs too. Um, I know I I can't recall off the top of my head who the artist is, but I know that he's a local Baltimore uh, sign painter. And then um, number two, I'm going to call out one of my clients, Christopher Schaefer Clothier. So (laughs) I don't know if you're familiar with him, Mm -hmm. but he is just, he and his whole crew are absolutely amazing. uh, And they just... I, I think because I know how charismatic he is and um, like, I don't just, I'm, the words aren't coming to me right now, but like, for example, their door is bright pink and yes. they sell menswear and they make custom menswear. And I, I feel like it's so fashionable and accepting and also like fun but while still having this more serious type of vibe. I mean, I think of the owner as like, kind of like, he's like a party artist businessman, you know, like to combine all those things, this idea of like celebrating, uh, and then having, you know, a a very nice professional looking suit. So I'm also going to say that, um, I also love his branding because I got to paint the front of his building (laughs) and it was all black and pink on 
brick, like terracotta colored brick. And so it just, it stood out so interestingly to me and he was interested in it being very fun and engaging. Um, like we did a fun, uh, arrow design with suits going down it and then it like travels down the building. And so just, that's another one, um, a great example. And then the third would be good neighbor. Again, I'm going to throw out another coffee shop. I think they, I just saw in, uh, in their Instagram that dwell named them like number one interior mm-hmm. spaces or something. Yes. I'm absolutely obsessed with them and their, uh, their green space as well. Just the fact that they have so much greenery, um, and yard, I would, yeah. I kind of think of it as a yard, you know, <laughs> like, um, but I don't know if you've been there recently, but they've done so much landscaping and there's like just a lot of places to sit and there's grass and trees and, um, there's artwork everywhere. And I just feel like the aesthetic of that store mm-hmm. is this, this Scandinavian meets modern meets mid-century. And it's just, it's very much up my alley. Um, but what I also love about their brand and the way that they come across is that it is very approachable and friendly and their illustrations say that too. in the way yeah. that they also have, um, you know, sign like hand painted signs, uh, that glass a frame that they have, which I love that mirror. It's a mirror. Yeah. Um, and a local artist, Sean Donaher painted that. And it's just, it's, it's great. I love it. Yeah, that's um, definitely good neighbor. Definitely did an interview with um, with Sean a little while back, and uh, yeah, um, I'll, I'll put it this way: when my girlfriend learned about the place, I noticed it first, but she went there before I did. I was like, "Huh, oh, it's a new coffee shop coming." I just saw the, the bean logo right there, and uh, whenever there's something that really keys in on the things that are of interest for her, art, wine, coffee, design, she's like, "Ah, I just went in there and I just spun around like I was high." I was like, oh, you are that. <laughs> and but that's literally <laughs> her. And I love it. <laughs> and and that's that's just what she does. And so when we went there, uh, I just remember like uh, maybe uh, maybe for my birthday or maybe it was uh, some some type of uh, event, she got a bunch of things from there. And I just remember going there buying, didn't even know it, but buying the most expensive coffee there, like the beans. And I was like, oh, right. This is what would be here because this is what this place does. I was like, this is great. And I, I don't have to second guess anything there. It's like, I can never leave with a bad gift from that place and never have a bad experience there. Like I went there for their, I think they had their one year anniversary party during the summer. So I went there for that. Um, and even their, um, what is it? They have the, uh, the bread, uh, like the, I love toast. Yes. The toast. Yes. Those are great. And it was kind of like a different idea. Now that's just what I go there and get. It's like, Oh, this is just, it's just strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, definitely uh, Christopher Schaefer. Uh, that's the so that's near um, one of the coffee shops for me, uh, Avley Farms. Uh, it's, it's, it's right over there, and it's like, oh, okay. So uh, mm-hmm. this building sticks out, and I notice that the uh, some I think of running theme that I'm kind of hearing is things that might not the things that go together, but you generally don't think of them configured in that way. So mm-hmm. having something that is like pink and black, black being very conservative, very suit oriented and pink. It's like, it's not just a pop of pink. It's like pink. (laughs) And, um, or even going back, um, to that, that notion of doing something that's ultimately going to be on a wall, but doing it digitally first, it's like, why are you doing it this way? Well, this is the way that I do it. And it really falls on, on brand, uh, (laughs) with this, this notion of, taking something that might not really look or work in that way traditionally and just like, Oh, I'm going to make it work. So I admire <laughs> that. I admire that. And it, it definitely appeals to me. It works. 
So I read that three words that describe your style is colorful, simple, and cohesive. What are three words that describe projects or clients that really hook you, that bring you in? It's like, yeah, I'm excited to work with them. I love that question. Uh, I know this is a buzzword, but I mean it in the best way possible. Authentic. So in the way that they are really true to themselves and they're not interested in necessarily people pleasing, right? Which a lot of us tend to do, especially in our businesses, right? Because capitalism. Um, (laughs) uh, So authentic, I would say celebratory or um, uh, like excited. That's something like this idea of like, and then passionate. So these kind of combinations of words, I love when I hop on a call or meet someone in person and they are excited to show me the space or they are ready to move forward. And like, these are not small investments that they're making. Right. So when someone isn't excited about it, I'm like, I'm not just doing this for the money. That's not why I want to do this. I mean, yes, money is great, but also, (laughs) um, (laughs) It needs to be something that you love as much too, if you're investing Mm. in it. And so I I really like to, for the most part, I would say that passionate is probably the bigger, the Mm -hmm. the bigger word um, that I find as a, a core theme across my clients between both businesses, nonprofits, and just residences that I've worked with too. So, and, and that resonates in the, the project too, that they're coming to. It's like, we really want to get this out there. Yeah. 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 I, I feel the the same way. This is where that, that, that Capricorn and I'm on the cusp of the Capricorn quirk because <laughs> I'm a weirdo. Uh, but that's where that, um, I think that, that, uh, synchronicity that, uh, simpatico comes in play because if I'm interviewing someone and they're just kind of like, yeah, I just kind of do this. It's like, uh. and, it's, right? and generally coming into these conversations, I don't really know anyone. And within that conversation, it's like a few texts are exchanged, maybe an email here or there, but really this is that really resonate, show who you are, show what your work is about on both sides within a 30 to 40 minute conversation. And I think the guests that I've been able to choose, and it's been the majority the majority of the guests I've had on, they really get over how passionate they are about their work and having that authenticity and some that you can kind of see like, all right, you're not that good. Or, <laughs> or you're, or you're just doing it for other reasons, or you're not quite mm-hmm. sure what your motivations are. So that's, that's big. Uh, mm-hmm. So what are some traits of a good client relationship? And I moved this question up because I thought it mm. fit a little bit better here. So what are the traits that you're looking for in a good client relationship? And that may, that may be the same as, do they have those, those, those traits that you mentioned um, in terms of authenticity and passion and such, but is, is there something else that kind of falls that makes that relationship a bit better or you know that's going to make that relationship good? Yeah, um, another great question. I mean, goodness. Oh, thank you. <laughs> So I actually have a, uh, in my new project form for all clients, I have this, are we a good fit? And there's a bunch of questions that I ask them that range from literally their personality, because I love personality assessments. Um, but also to, you know, what's your working style. So I feel like some of the traits are going to be a lot of, um, I think one of the biggest ones is trusting that I am here to help you. I think Mm -hmm. that uh, early on in my career and just from other 
designers and people in the industry, I've heard uh, some people are pixel pushers is what is what they call them. Uh, and so where they're very much, they have the vision in their head and they just want you to execute it. And that's fine. There is a space for that, yeah. but that is not what I'm here to do. So to know that my client is willing to trust me and able to kind of let go of some of that control and realize that the expertise that I bring is here to help them. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's really important to me. Um, again, going back to like that, they are celebratory. Like a lot of the people I feel like that I attract are like party people. Mm -hmm. So, um, like I said, I've worked with Christopher Schaefer Clothier, one of my first colorful murals, my first colorful mural actually was Haven street ballroom, which is a wedding venue. And literally she wanted like a cotton candy coated Instagrammable mural on the front of her building. So like, it's funny because I don't necessarily see myself as a party person, but I love that energy that people bring, you know? Um, and then I would also say that something again, like the sustainability, the social justice, like Mm -hmm. those things are, that's a big part, especially in today's climate, but also just things that resonate with me. You know, I'm not interested in someone who, uh, isn't into black lives matter for the fact that you can say, Oh, I'm not into it, you know, or like says a misogynistic comment, like that's not really gonna work. So my lane, not my lane there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, those are things, uh, to consider that I consider, um, when, when I work with a client and that's why I have the, are we a good fit test? Because, Sometimes those are kind of awkward questions to ask people over like yeah. a call. Like, by the way, do you? Because <laughs> so then I just have them read this list beforehand before they even get in touch with me. Yeah. And if they aren't a good fit, they get to go somewhere else. They get to find other things. I think the biggest thing too um, that I am starting to adopt in my own life, but also seeing in other clients, is realizing that everyone gets to do it their own way and everyone gets to, um, find what works for them. Mm -hmm. And so what I, I think I really like in my clients is realizing that they aren't resentful when things don't work out or when whatever it is. So even people who I haven't worked with, when Mm -hmm. I say, Hey, I'm not a good fit for this project, but here these people are, they're always very kind about it. Like I haven't had a ton of people who get really like upset with me. Yeah. And I think that's a good trait. I think that's going to be something that I like add and introduce in what I'm doing because like, you know, you've, you've gone through the whole calendarly thing and it's like, do you have a bio? You'd be surprised of how many people don't send me anything. And it's just like, Oh yeah, just go to these websites. That's like, then when I get to the question, it's like, Oh, can you take that out? That's not accurate anymore. It's like, this is why I asked you for a bio, not like this website from 10 years ago. Like, what are we doing here? Um, or there's a picture that doesn't look like them. And I see them on the, on, on like, here's like, who, what <laughs> you have one eye, what is that? What happened? Uh, huh? <laughs> Are you Odin? Um, so yeah. Uh, so having, having murals that are purposeful, inspirational, and most importantly, Instagrammable, cause that's a word now. Um, what memorable responses or, or feedback have you gotten from your work, whether it be just someone putting that comment in there, you touched on, uh, I think before we got started or maybe when we got started, the multiple like reposts and shares of the, um, the project you did early on. Um, so, so talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, well that first, uh, mural that I did the cotton candy coated wedding venue, yeah. I heard a lot of, we chose our wedding venue because of your mural. 
And, and of course they chose it because Kate, the owner is absolutely amazing. And it's a very flexible space and, you know, all these things, but to also hear that they wanted my mural in their wedding photos that they're going to have for the rest of their lives was like really special to hear, you know? Um, and, uh, definitely just, I think people reaching out and saying, Oh my gosh, I want to hire you to paint a mural in my house because that tells me that they liked the mural so much that they literally want mm-hmm. something when it doesn't always, it usually doesn't, it doesn't come into fruition that way, yeah. but they just love it so much that they're like, wow, this could, this could be something I could look at forever. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that idea of longevity is, is what I think of when it comes to impact as well. Uh, but yeah, to, to kind of regroup on what we talked about, um, this dear Baltimore mural series that I have started came about, um, from a very similar reason as to why you started your podcast, the, uh, Trump comments made about how rat infested our city was in July of 2019. Uh, and I made a mural and I posted it on Instagram. So I just did a mural mock-up, which is essentially when I design something and then I pretend that it's real and I put it on, <laughs> I make it look real on a photo yeah. and it said, dear Baltimore, you're magical. And it is still one of my most liked commented shared posts ever. Um, and I feel like it is one of the things that has kind of stood the test of time for me. Like I definitely feel rooted in Baltimore, but I constantly am like, should I go somewhere else? Is there more opportunities elsewhere? Like, am I the Baltimore muralist or do I need to explore something else? And I keep coming back to all these reasons that I love Baltimore. And so this is going to be a series that is essentially my love letters to the city. And so I have words like, you know, you're so artsy, you're so charming, which is the one that I just did for a residence um, in Northeast Baltimore. And uh, they were a lovely couple to work with. Shout out to Kim and Matt. Uh, (laughs) And they just really gave me all the creative freedom. So again, going back to like, what makes a good client, that creative freedom is always amazing. Right. It's like, it's like if I were to tell you what questions to ask before a podcast, right. Like you're going to be like, Oh, this is my podcast. Like, what are you you doing? I've I've had that maybe once or twice. I was like, I don't think this is a good fit. You didn't fill out the questionnaire. Did you? This this fictional questionnaire I'm going to create. Yeah. And I think there's, there is that line between like helping someone. Right. And, and in the, Um, in this situation, like you want to help them be their best. And then in murals, I want them to love what they're getting. So of course I want their feedback. Uh, but yeah, that, that mural is probably one of my favorites. Um, and if you all haven't seen it, it's, it says, dear Baltimore, you're so charming. And it literally has a ton of Baltimore icons all over it on a garage, um, in Northeast Baltimore. And so the colors are kind of retro and I don't, it just came together really nicely. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Last, the last question that I have before I get into my rapid fire questions, which I think I purposely didn't send you. Uh, so, so tell me about your, your interest in, in being an environmental advocate. Cause that's, that's a, that's a piece of it as well as within the mantras, within the ethos of what you're doing. Sustainability is, is a big part of it. So tell us about that. Yeah. Um, well, I think like most of us, it started from like seeing a turtle with a straw up its nose on Instagram. And I was like, what is this? Uh, And it quickly became what people are coining eco anxiety, 
So it quickly became a thing for me where I was like, I can never use a plastic bag again. I can never use a straw. I can never use um, a, you know, a piece of plastic cutlery when I'm out. And I will say that COVID kind of helped me work through some of that because it was causing me a lot of anxiety. And I learned that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the individual responsibility is so much smaller than those 10 corporations who are uh, single-handedly kind of, you know, ruining things. But again, um, I think that the more that I research, the more that I realize that there are other ways that you can incorporate being sustainable into your life. And that um, as a society, we've really moved away from longevity and we moved into convenience. And so really tying back to that, like, what is my impact? I don't want to leave a bunch of trash. You know, I don't want to buy fast fashion anymore because I know it's going to go out of style within a year. And then where does that end up? So all of these um, personal principles that I was starting to live by, I was like, well, how can I make painting murals more sustainable? Like, how can I find those companies that are doing a really good job with helping the environment. Um, and one of the, the companies, the nonprofits that I worked with is trash free Maryland, who's an amazing organization. They do a lot of legislation. They're the ones who helped pass the, um, ban the plastic bag. So that's why everything's like, uh, brown bags now, which is exciting. Um, and so I started to really think like, well, what does it mean to be a sustainable muralist? And I realized that paint pollution is a thing. So, uh, like, VOCs, which you will see on a paint can. Um, so there's that, but also like recycling your paint can afterwards or making sure that the paint doesn't go, um, into like the regular trash can, which is something I am now exploring and trying to learn about, well, where do I take it? Where is the hazardous waste in Baltimore city? Um, but also to the point of like tape, a lot of people use painter's tape and I'm not knocking it. I, I, you know, I use projectors. I don't freehand a lot of stuff. Um, and I know that people like to criticize that, uh, but tape is not recyclable, right? Yeah. Cause it's sticky. Mm-hmm. So I started to, I'm really tying this all together. No. I started to lean into the hand doneness and I was like, I'm not going to use tape. I'm just going to paint it. And it's going, and I, I got better, right. I got better at straight lines because the more you practice, the better yeah. you get. Um, but yeah, so a lot of that stuff, it even comes down to like reusing like yogurt containers, right? Those giant yogurt containers that you get or sour cream and you can use those to hold paint in and then put them and change out different colors. So, um, yeah, it's, it's still, I would say it's definitely like a lifelong journey of figuring out how I can help, but also knowing that I don't need to do it all and that I don't need to beat myself up if I use painter's tape for one instance. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that I've kind of gotten to with this meal prep thing that I've been doing. And I was like, I need to figure out a way to not make this single use versus just feeling like crappy that it's like, Oh, you brought in some plastic and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It's just like this what's a better version of this but it's like what's the reason why i'm doing it and it's like well it's gonna stop me from going there buying a bunch of plastic bags this comes in a cardboard box and kind of doing this balancing act of you got some of this but then you have some of this and it's like how can i break this down to make how much plastic are they using and i see that they've Mm -hmm. shifted to thinner plastic and i was like okay that's at least an attempt on their side to be more uh sustainable more socially responsible and things of that nature but still it's like 
all right, you wanted to get here and you wanted to get here undamaged. So it's like, what, what, right. what does that look like ultimately? And it, it's, it's for me, it's, it, it's cauliflower crust. That's what, that's what it is for me. It's like, <laughs> and, and by that, I mean, it's like, is it the thing or is it not? Because mm. like cauliflower crust, it's like, yeah, some people say it's great, but you want that gluten crust if you're going to mm. have a pizza. That's, mm -hmm. At least that's my thought. At least that's my thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, just I feel like, you. it's like make an attempt and try to just, just do better. And I realized today that I have a shirt that's 22 years old. So I'm like, all right, at least I'm doing something right. At least I'm doing yep. something right. Yep. Uh, so that's pretty much all I have for the main questions, but I'm going to run by a group of rapid fire questions. And the way that these rapid fire questions work is you don't have to provide any extra context unless you really have the desire to provide extra context. Um, and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, so what is your motto? Oh my gosh. Uh, find your magic. I love it. Uh, favorite national park. Oh my God. I, you didn't mention this or you didn't ask this, but one of my goals is to hit every single national park by the time I'm 50. <laughs> you saw it. I was researching. I was researching it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I just went to Acadia national park this summer. Shenandoah national park is our, one of our go-tos cause it's so close, but I feel like Zion is probably at the top of the list. It was just so different. Okay. So different. Favorite font. Oh my God. I just added this one, by the way, because I, I, felt, I felt a little trolly. I was like, I am going to troll Jess. Oh, wow. I'm a wingdings um, kind of guy. <laughs> one of my uh, brand fonts right now is called Raka and Billy. And it's a really nice, like 70s meet modern font uh -huh. that has like, it's like fat bottomed. It's okay. kind of, yeah. yeah. It's a little, little Queen's reference, that little Queen reference there. I like there it. you go. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Um, what are the three most used colors in your palette? Uh, um, lime green, hot pink, oh. and blue or yellow. Okay. Okay. Um, this is another one I think has some research around it. Difficult as it is, what's your favorite cheese? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just hitting you with the hard hitting questions right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. I have been very into Dubliner Irish cheddar lately. Mm. You pair that with some pepperoni and some Ritz crackers and it is a great snack. That's, that's, a, that's a party like right there. It's, it's like slightly elevating Lunchables, you know? Yeah. It's, it's the adult Lunchable. It's just like, oh, yes, with a nice mustard reduction. It's like, no, yes. uh, this is the last one I have for you. Um, and it's, I, I think this is my attempt to tie everything back together. How many coffee mugs do you currently own? Oh my God. So many. I have a collection. Uh, mm, every single time I bring a new one, my boyfriend says I have to get, have to get rid of one. And I'm always like, I can't, uh, there may be a contest that you should, um, get into that has a mug related to it. Uh-huh. That's it. That's interesting. Okay. Uh -huh. All right. I'm going to look at it. <laughs> it's, on, it's on my account. The contest ends at the end of the day. Uh -huh. okay. I'll enter. Um, I say I probably have 50. I'm wow. just going to go. Yeah, I probably do. Let me tell you that when I collect, like I tend to find handmade mugs and I tend to find them from places I've traveled to. That's so, cool. but you don't openly always know that it's from that place. Like just, I know that. Okay. 
You, you just put a little etch on there. It's like Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just remember it. But my favorite thing is when people come over and I'm like, which coffee mug do you want to use? And they're always like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Like there's so many. That was actually one of the first gifts from my girlfriend was uh, coffee mugs and coffee in a, uh, a French press. She was like, yeah, this is very self-serving. This is not really a gift for you <laughs> as much as for me when I'm staying over. And I was like, wow, this is great. <laughs> and then they're initialed. And mine's has my name on it and well, it has an R on there and hers does not have the first initial of her name on it. It has a P for princess. <laughs> that's I, I that's feel where like she you started. Are, are my kind of people though. That that's a great gift. <laughs> and they're gilded too, by the way. <laughs> so amazing. That's all the questions that I have. You're off the hot seat for these rabbit fire questions, but please, I want to invite you to um, plug away. Where can they check you out? Your website, social media, and thank you again for coming on to this podcast. Thank you so much. This is really fun. I really appreciate it. Uh, let's see. I would definitely say Instagram is going to be the best place. So if you want to get in touch with me or look at the murals or explore any of my, um, co mindset and pricing coaching, I am on Instagram at white coffee, creative co and also at the colorful jests. So you have it folks for, uh, Jess Langley from white coffee, creative so uh, I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art, dope ass murals in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for them.